0: What's going on? This is Chris Fanfleet and you're watching Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikel Casanova, and I got the honor and privilege of having the one, the only, the magnificent Vivi of Not Perfect, Just Broke, which I think is a damn lie. You ain't broke. What you talking about?
1: Come on. I have no money. I'm broke. Stop playing with me. (laughs) 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 I don't want the IRS to come after me. I'm broke, okay?
0: They'll be like,
1: hey, IRS. <laughs> we now have that, okay? We now have nothing. <laughs> but thank you for inviting me to your show. I appreciate it.
0: I know. We've actually been trying to get this going. How long now?
1: I think since before the quarantine, probably January.
0: W- when did the quarantine start? I don't, it's been The so quarantine long.
1: for New York started at March 12th, 2020. Yeah, it's been deep, right? Oh, well, I
0: just we, we just got another lockdown that's taking into effect Thursday.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: <sighs> yeah, but it's, you know, yeah, in, 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 in,
1: <laughs> we, we can
0: dive into that exactly. Tell us about yourself, tell people where they can find you, plug your social media outlet, your website, your podcast, everything you do. Girl, do what you do.
1: Okay. So my podcast, Not Perfect, Just Broke, is um, a podcast for the struggling millennials. So it's basically where I dwell into certain sociological or certain like economic topics, and I make it a little bit fun, mix a little bit of ignorance, and just... Kind of open it up for the millennial perspective, because I find Uh that a lot of topics millennials don't speak about it. We always look for um, people within older generations do. And I feel like we need to start opening our minds to certain things that may affect us, opposed to just waiting for media to bring it upon us. Um, Season three starting on September 6th, 2020. Which is going to be exciting We're going to um, speak about topics Such as toxic femininity The prison system Um, We're going to invite Certain um, individuals within Certain artistry sectors such as Writing, such as um, people Writing for shows, so it's going to be good Now you can find me On Instagram at Not Perfect Just Broke And just everywhere, if you just google Not Perfect Just Broke, you're going to see me I made sure
0: Okay. The universal branding across the board. I love it.
1: Even the website, notperfectjustbroke.com. <laughs> I'm right. a Jehovah witness. You will see it. <laughs> now, it's not religiously I'm a Jehovah witness, but I'm just comparing it. No, no. I, I get you. I get
0: you. I get you. <laughs> yeah. And I'll have links for everything down in the description below. So make sure you go and check them all out and go sub to a podcast. Do it right. Right now. Pause this damn podcast and do it right now. Right now
2: now
0: do it do it this is peer pressure it's 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 complete peer pressure and and vivi you're gonna learn i i'm wild as hell i just i i that you know that that filter that brain to mouth filter Uh my my shit's been broken for about 20 years so it's like (laughs) if it pops up here it's here before it gets processed so i'm I'm,
1: yeah (laughs) how long have you been doing podcasting for
0: uh Five years, five years, five and a half years. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like well,
1: dinosaur years.
0: Technically six, if you include what I, because I got into podcasting because of, of a former friend, former friend. Um, He wanted to do a podcast out here. And he basically is one of those situations. You know, that person, that one friend that likes to drag you into stuff. Even mm-hmm. when you don't want to, yeah, that, that's what that was. So he he tracks me into doing podcasting because he just wanted someone to go like, mm-hmm, 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 as he talked. And so I ended up buying all this equipment. And then next thing I know, he him and I fell out over some dumb shit, which is still is funny. Uh like legit funny. And then he left Hawaii, and I'm like, well. I got all this stuff. I might as well do something with it. So then I just started doing my own podcast and figuring out, you know, the whole process of recording your audio levels, peaking. Like I had to teach myself all that. And, um, I looked at what was out here in Hawaii and there's a bunch of other podcasts, but they, they're so centered in Hawaii that nobody else outside of Hawaii, i would get it like it's so just centrally located so i was like i don't want to limit myself to just being a you know reaching the demographic of just people here i want a global audience so i start just you know reaching out to different people around you know youtubers streamers uh celebrities whatnot and i was like all right let me just keep this going and then next thing i know like oh six months in I'm like, oh man I'm charting number one, And day. I'm like, okay, let's, let's just keep doing this.
1: <laughs> so, cha ching.
0: Hey, it's turned into a full time career. It's crazy. It's That's absolutely amazing. crazy. So, I feel like I I just got interviewed. When? Okay, here's a question. When am I coming on your show?
1: I don't your know because I feel like you're a serious. <laughs> I feel like I would have to hit you with like a topic.
0: No, I can go with anything.
1: Okay, because I don't like to do that. Like, it's very hard to just randomly bring someone, and it's just like, okay, we're gonna talk about anything. Like with my show, I like to have like certain topics, so it's just like, whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can do that too. Just let me know. (laughs) So, so, so so you might, you know,
0: okay, you you might
1: be invited to my show. You know, I have to check because you know I'm booked. You know.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Hollywood. Okay. okay (laughs) (laughs) allegedly okay (laughs) hey hey um so so what was the process of like like how okay so i'm a reverse question on you how long have you been podcasting and what have you learned along the way
1: So I've been podcasting for approximately 11 months. I started September 2019. And what I've learned pertaining to podcasting is that if you I'm dead ass. What? I'm I'm a baby potty, (laughs) y'all.
0: You got season three already. Come on.
1: You know what it is, man. I'm working hard. (laughs) Yeah. But... What was the last question it was pertaining to a process, correct?
0: Yeah, like what have you learned uh, along the way as a podcast? Like what are the things that I guess from what you start when you started, and then what you stopped doing? Well, that's shit, just the whole the whole shebang.
1: No, I what, definitely what, understand. So the process that I learned when it pertained to podcasting is that learning that if I'm not willing to listen to myself, how can I expect people to listen to me? Mm-hmm. This is very important because I would listen to certain podcasts and I would hear like smoke detectors, babies crying, phones smacking and stuff like that. So I was really hell bent, you know, because I think that this is a general notion with people that they don't want to hear themselves. You know how Mm -hmm. you used to listen to your voicemail. You used to be like, oh, that was me. Delete it, mom. (laughs) It it was me calling you. Please delete it. That's (laughs) how I feel pertaining to podcasting. But I've definitely learned. For me to listen to myself i can say that i'm my number one um critique am i saying right there critic there you go Critic. yeah yeah so it's very refreshing and i also learned the art of marketing you know i feel like you don't really have to force advertisements you just have to subliminally invite people into it mm-hmm. so i think that that's fun with the word play and just having different types of people in different sectors just be like oh i watch capitalism on this and i'm like you a crip you listen to capitalism this is awesome (laughs) it's like yeah man i listen to it i'm just like oh my god this is so exciting yeah okay
0: okay and uh how's the feedback been so far with your show like with from the audience and everything
1: (laughs) the feedback has been amazing i'm actually shocked it actually threw me off because i actually thought someone was going to call me and be like listen if you don't remove your stuff, something bad gonna happen. We gonna slash your Corolla t- tires or something because we don't like it. But instead, I've gotten like amazing feedback, even from um other podcasters, where they assume that I'm like a little bit more advanced mm-hmm. than I am because they're just like, "Oh, you're dealing with topics that I would never assume a 27 year old would want to talk about." So it's great.
0: 27.
1: Yes, I am 27. I hope that means that I look like I'm 27 (laughs) and it's not something where it's like, damn, I thought you were 36. Please don't do me like that. No, 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 no. My whole face off, (laughs) y'all. Do not.
0: No, no, no. I was assuming we're like 21, 20. I don't know. Like, I always, I always, I don't know. I'm old, okay? So it doesn't matter.
1: But you look young for your age,
0: though. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I'm 30. Well, I'm about to be 30. Hell, I don't know. I'm 30 something. I'm old.
1: <laughs> you saw how he tried to hide his age?
0: Hey, 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 hey. Shh. Any ways. Talk about that. Uh so so what was the what made you come up with the idea of doing seasons? Because I, I like that idea. And honestly, as podcasting people don't understand i'm gonna get back to the question i'm Mm gonna i'm gonna layer it so people don't understand what all goes into podcasting a lot of people think podcasting is like oh it's so easy just hit record and that's it like no the behind the scenes part the post processing the editing the intro the outro making sure your levels is good everything that goes plus the marketing side of it right and then you got to deal with the rss feeds you know, making sure they're like you're on Google podcast setting up Google podcast is a pain
1: in the ass. Yo, they just changed it from the Google podcast portal to the Google manager. And yeah. I literally just told him I was like, OK, so switch it. Put it there. I've been waiting five business days and they're talking about we we downloading it. So I guess I have to curse out Google. Yeah. Next week, because I'm just like, wait, why is the Google like making it seem as if it's like a fraternity sorority situation? It's ridiculous we'll everything
0: <laughs> everything else is just like take your rss feed boom there you go that's right it. google <laughs> yeah i don't yeah but anyway um the whole process that you have of doing seasons is in my opinion is very very brilliant because for me for like four years i was just going straight Every single week. And I literally took off. Two months. I, I actually just came back to podcasting last week because I was burnt the hell out. It's pe- people don't get it. They really don't. But what made you come up with the idea of seasons?
1: Well, the idea came to me pertaining to seasons is that I actually looked at a lot of podcasts and I looked at mine and I was like, okay, what do I want my content to be? And one of the mm-hmm. things is I wanted it to have substance. I didn't want it to be something where whenever I came to the microphone, I was pulling things out my butt in which didn't make sense, but I felt like there needed to be an obligation to post it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. And I didn't like the the running of episode 1,477 going. It was like, no the way my podcast is, I like it to be organized. I like the fact that some of my listeners are able to say that, okay, I'm looking for this. And I can say that, okay, you're looking for dating apps. Okay. That was season one, episode two, capitalism, this and this and that. That's the format that I like to run to because I'm trying to go from the demographic of people that may have not heard certain things or are looking for certain topics. Mm -hmm. And I find that one of the things that can probably confuse people is when they see so many episodes and people not getting to the point. Yeah. So that's why I'm like very like technical with my content because I hate when I try to look for podcasts and you're telling me that you're going to talk about skittles and within 30 minutes you still haven't spoken about skittles.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: And now I can't find this episode. So it was like too much confusion. I don't like confusion when it pertains to my content.
0: No, no, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. That's uh I I might have to steal that from you and do it myself.
1: <laughs> but yours is probably going to be like um season 57, so I don't care.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, damn, it might be 50, I don't know, maybe 60? Yeah. Shit, it might be 70. Oh, yeah, you can swear on this part. I don't have a filter on my guests uh, or okay. myself, so you can say you I can...
1: had to make sure if no. it was in gentrified or not. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to take your sponsorships away. Let me be cute.
0: No, no, I, you can say whatever you want to say. We, we we don't feel it to people over here. And if 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 people I'm gonna tell you, hey sponsors, you knew what you were getting into when you, you signed me. So this is what you get. So
1: <laughs> I like that. I like that privilege he has.
0: <laughs> 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 So so um how how's your experience been with other podcasters along the way? Like like you said earlier that people have assumed that you've been doing this a lot longer than you have. You're about to hit, but next month makes a year
1: total. Yes.
0: Okay. So you're 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 just shy of a year as of this recording, this episode. But people assume that you've been doing it. I mean, honestly, from everything I've listened to, I'm like, "Oh, she's been at this for. Is she an OG when it comes to it. I'm shocked. Eleven months. You making me feel like I I didn't get my shit together when I started. Why, thank you. Hey, you know, respect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but um, when it pertains to other podcasters, the general consensus, amazing. People are always friendly. Now, you know, there's the few where it's just like a, uh, like the Lelone Stitch kind of like pull your mm-hmm. eyes out because they expect, I don't know, some of them it's just like, as soon as they add you, it's just like spamming in constant solicitation which I just find is just very toxic. So you'll find, like, as soon as you'll add someone, they'll at you for these follow for follow Fridays. They'll just continuously follow you. And the thing is, once they tag you, no matter what you do, all the people saying thank you, now now you wake up with, like, 50, 60 notifications, and then you turn it off and they tag you. So it's just, like, this ongoing thing. Now, I think maybe it's because of different goals, so that's mm-hmm. why I'm kind of like a little bit compassionate. Maybe there are people that are doing this for a hobby. Maybe this is how they get their most viewerships. But with that, I always tend to tell people like, "Don't do that to me. Just, just, just let me be that podcaster in the background." Yeah, yeah. it's
0: it's very strange because like, it, I don't understand the logic of follow for follow. Because well, I, I get it. I get it. You, it's it's uh raising your your numbers thing. It's making people think that you have more than what you do. But the part about it that I don't get is you're going to have people following you that don't organically actually care about your content.
1: Exactly.
0: I don't know. Like it's, it's strange to me, you know, and I, I have a lot of feelings, a lot of feelings, about people to do that. And it's it's I see this on with YouTubers, I see it with Twitch streamers, I see it with podcasters where people think that I need to self-promote myself, but I'm going to tag you in it and I'm thinking this has nothing to do with me. Right. It, it's it's your promotion. So why are you tagging me and and maybe maybe benefit the doubt. Maybe it's they they're thinking, hey, your audience will see it. Maybe so. Like if I if I have a guess, I'll tag them if I'm promoting it. Because it makes sense because they're on the show, blah blah. They retweet it, their audience will see it. Right. Whatever. But if it's like nothing at all to do with them, I don't understand it. And and a lot of people do it. A lot of people I've talked to, they continue to do it. And I'm like, I just I don't I don't get it. I don't know.
1: Well, it was interesting because there was actually someone outside of the podcasting community who was complaining Mm -hmm. about that. And I told her it's similar to this idea. It's like a bakery Mm -hmm. trying to advertise another bakery. You shouldn't be Uh, doing that. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Of course, bakers can be allies, but for a bakery to advertise another bakery, no. You would never see Walmart advertise Target, even though they're always (laughs) next to each other in a mall. So I don't understand this concept of you asking me to repost your stuff when I'm another fellow podcaster. And the majority of times, it's never something in which my listeners would be ever interested in your topic. Uh So I'm like, now you make me feel like I'm indebted to your um, content which I don't like because the thing is if you're advertising like for example pertaining to like relationships and sex I'm not gonna sit over here and be like everybody listen to my podcast I'm watching it I'll click my like and then even if I'm not watching it I silently support but there are people where it's like as soon as they see you or sometimes they see your growth it's like they want to be uh-huh. part of it so it's like that leeching type of thing that I'm not a fan of because it makes you feel as if you can't talk about certain things such as like sponsorships or opportunities because you feel like that person is going to come out of nowhere. I was about Uh-oh. to say something like I forgot like a piranha. Yeah. Just <laughs> latch onto it. And it's like, it has nothing to do with you just like it or say, congratulations. Do not put your link there.
0: Um. Yeah. I've uh, I, I'm not sure if you've, had to deal with this too, where um, I've had a situation with other podcasters where I'll interview someone or I'll reach out like uh, more often than not, I privately reach out to people, but some folks, if I can't like if their DMS aren't open or if they don't have like a, a, a business email, I'll just, you know I'll tweet at them. And right. I've had situations where like people I've interviewed or I've reached out to interview and not even a, f- a day or so later, other podcasters, you know, I'm not gonna name name, I'm not trying to stir drama, but as an example, and I like,
1: can't afford a defamation suit. Thank you.
0: As an example, I've had situations where I reached out to interview people. And next thing I know, this other person is going after the same people and it doesn't even match with what they're doing. It's hmm. just there's like I. it goes back to what you're saying, like the upward trend and they're just latching on. And it's like I'm seeing it like I, I saw, you know, many people, even with like the layout I have here for the podcast, I've seen a lot of people copy that and the format questions. And it's crazy, like in, in the years I've been doing this, and I, I keep seeing it over and over and over. And I'm like, one person who I even kind of, I, I I directly t- I spoke, not kind of, I did, I directly spoke to them about that. And they're like, oh, it's it's love, bro. It's just you know, you know, I, it, it's flattery. I'm like, it's flattering that you're copying me to the T to, you know, from my guests, to my questions, to my layout format and everything. I'm like, that's, that's, that's not flattery. And it's crazy because this person had been doing podcasting longer than me, like 10 years. So I'm wondering if it's a situation where that person kind of got bored, stuck, burnt out, directionless, but it, it happens. And it's just strange. It's it's one of the strangest things. Um, That and people throwing you in podcast groups where it's like, I'll leave you a rating if you leave a rating on mine. Ooh, I hate that. I hate that.
1: (laughs) I hate that and that's so disingenuous to me. I'd rather have one comment from a listener than other podcasters to do it. Yeah. I think that's just so weird. It comes a point where it reminds me of like just being like a child. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's like,
1: instead of like someone telling you the truth, they just tell you what you want to hear so you don't cry. So it makes you feel as if you can't critique that person in an honest Mm -hmm. way. And I don't like that. I'm that type of person. Like if you want to listen to my content, listen to it, but I'm not going to tell you to listen to it. And then to comment on it, knowing damn well that you're not going to say anything bad. You're just going to say, like, oh, okay, it's fine. It's good. Like, I feel like someone's holding, like, a metaphorical gun. Is just like, all right, do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like that's not friendships. That's not connections. That's nothing. Yeah. And that's very weird for me. Like, the thing is, I don't want to see you and see an assignment. Yeah. I'm very big on that. That's why I'm kind of like, uh, when like when it pertains to liking podcasts and stuff like that because there are people where once they see you like something all of a sudden they're in your dms and i'm just like okay bro just because i liked your podcast does not mean that i want to listen i listened to someone's podcast because i was just like oh, okay let me listen to it fine the person was like did you listen to all the seasons though and i was like mm, no real, he was like A podcaster did that. And I just remember just having that moment of, I should have not told you that I listened. So I'm, I'm big on that philosophy because before I used to be that person where I would listen to new podcasts for fun. And then I'll just Mm -hmm. tell the person like feedback or just say like, you know, good job and stuff. But I realized that there are people where once they see that you give them a little bit, they want all of it. Mm -hmm. So therefore I just don't say anything. Like, even if it interests me, it's just like, okay.
0: we we've had many talks about this (laughs) we've had many so you you know how i feel about a lot of that uh i've been added to and and i'm again nothing inflammatory but i've been added to a lot of groups where it's like follow for follow rate uh, and review folks podcasts and it's like you gotta start saying this you better start retweeting this and i'm over here like I'm not even into what your your stuff.
1: Exactly. And then some of the content, man, it just be like 46 followers, two episodes. Mm-hmm. You don't even see the person's face, no information. And it's like, they don't even have their bio on Spotify. And it's just like, so you want me to retweet a person that hasn't even tweeted themselves. So I'm literally bringing people to nothing. Nah. I definitely was like invited to a group. And as soon as I saw it, this was me. <laughs> I put my hand right here to make sure I didn't type anything. So you see I was present and I put it on mute. And I was like, okay, that's, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna act like I never saw it because man, as soon as they added me, it was like 50 people. And they were like, okay guys, so we're going to retweet all our content and all these new things. And when I'm telling you the flow was scary. Cause I was just like, do you understand that as content creators, we also have to understand that there are listeners, prospects that are looking into our page. So Mm -hmm. I'm very big on that because the thing is, whenever you go to a podcast or just in general, a creator's page, you should see their content. Uh So how does it look when someone comes into my content and they don't see nothing but other people's content? they feel like it's spam. And the reason why I know this is because I'm a listener myself. There's been times where I've looked at certain podcasters or certain creators. And I'm just like, oh, what you about? And I'm just like, you're you're reposting uh, an OnlyFans naked picture that you like. And I'm just like trying to scroll down, trying to find out what their podcast is about. And the only thing that I know is their name. So then I don't feel compelled. So the thing is, mm-hmm. there's that side of marketing where you're always advertising yourself. So I feel like instead of people doing this retweet for retweet in which will only attract other podcasters to do it, they should focus on advertising to the listeners.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I have to ask you a real personal question. Do you have a degree in marketing? Cause you sound like you, you sound like a marketing major.
1: My first degree was in um business march business management. My second degree was in communications.
0: Oh, so we got the same degrees.
3: Uh, I got it.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So I'm over here like, you know what? You you say because most podcasters don't talk like that. They they don't understand yeah. that. And it's like it, it literally and i see this all the time with like uh like actors celebrities voice actors whatever like you you see them i'm i'm going to your page cuz i want to see your work and then you yeah. just retweet and retweet and retweet and all this other stuff and i'm like bye <laughs> exactly.
1: like, you're taking pictures of flowers but you're a murder podcast i need to see some murders i mean not blatantly murders but you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. when you're advertising something people should within 3 pictures Someone Mm -hmm. needs to have an idea of you. Yeah. But people don't understand that. And I think, I hate to say it, it's not for everyone to understand because podcasting, content creators, it's a competitive environment. So the thing is, do you actually want them all to understand? Because if they all understood, then none of this would be an issue.
0: Do do you have instances where uh, other, I'm trying to carefully word this. I'm trying to carefully tread. Okay. Do you have instances where podcasters, not all, but some, will only reach out to you when they want something? Or they see that you're doing something?
1: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's, oh, it's not yeah. just me.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm I definitely receive those, and it's unfortunate because there are people where, when they contact me, I know it's out of respect, appreciation, good vibes. So even when they need something, that means it's because they couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I'm just like, "Yeah, what's up? What's going on?" <clears throat> but as for other people, when I see their names, it's always, "Ah, uh, you need to do this. You need to do that," or can you give me mic advice or how to start a podcast and stuff. And even though these people have podcasts Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and it's unfortunate because I don't know, it kind of like brings my energy down because before I used to be like really hyper and I just used to answer everyone. But now it's like, I'll look at stuff and I won't answer because I'm just like, okay, every time you speak to me, I'm writing essays. Like there's times where I'm just like, okay, this person doesn't know, let me write all of it. And instead of the person taking it, it's like, okay. And I'm like, I just wrote a dissertation. And you're telling me, okay. (laughs) Like, no, screw you. I'm not doing this anymore. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely very careful of that because I'm starting to see that. Like I can say in the beginning of the seasons, it was just like, whatever, but I'm seeing as I'm growing, There are Mm -hmm. people where as soon as I post something, it's like two weeks later, hey, Mm
2: -hmm. I'm doing
1: the same thing. Like I was saying seasons. Now I'm seeing a few people saying seasons when they're like doing episodes. So I'm seeing that and I'm just like, I take it as flattery, but I see, I I see you. I see you, you know?
0: (laughs) See, see, you're better at it than I am. I, I just, I see like... I've got I okay. That brain and mouth filter. Maybe I do have some installed in because some folks I I'll get a message and I'm like scrolling. Yeah, I'm not re- I'm not replying. Yeah, not replying. Not replying. Like and just I just won't because it's it's dangerous if you do. Especially if you're hot blooded or hot headed, which I'm both. Uh <laughs> I, I I can say some things that would upset some folks and i'm like look i already been canceled twice this year i don't need to cancel <laughs> again i got i got canceled Yo, this is crazy this is so crazy i got canceled by a voice actor for giving him a compliment on his work on a game that i reviewed but he got mad at me because i went on somebody else's show beginning of the year and i was like yeah because okay this is a long story, but I interviewed uh, the, the guy from Dragon Ball Z that voiced uh, Broly from the movies, and from the movie that dropped last year, so I interviewed him. Apparently, that was a huge no-no, because I had voice actors coming out the woodwork threatening me. <laughs> I got talks, and so when I went on, and this is last year, uh, and then they tried to cancel me last year. Voice actors and celebrities
1: well, what'd you I, say, though?
0: Oh, what on the show, or on the interview?
1: Both. Like, what was wrong with what you said?
0: So on this, sh- when I interviewed that, that voice actor that. Okay. So he got accused of it. Basically was a, it was, is a, he got a me too thing,
2: uh... but,
0: but. There's no evidence that corroborated anything. Right, but what happened with the evidence that so he turned around and sued them all the people that brought claims against him and he had proof and (laughs) he won his lawsuit. So I interviewed him just because we were at the same convention. I didn't talk about none of that, right? He he does music and he loves Star Trek, and that was it. It was a 20 or so, 25 minute interview, that's all we talked about, but because I I said so because I even was in the same vicinity as him. No, they canceled me. So when I went on a show beginning of this year and some folks wanted to talk about that, uh, this guy wanted to talk about it, I didn't give any specifics. I said, you know, certain folks in this industry threatened me. Other folks warned me. Didn't name drop. Nobody. But because I spoke about it publicly, folks outed themselves. Like they outed themselves. And then I got canceled or they attempted to cancel me. So, like, I, I don't really deal with voice actors anymore, but I canceled in January. And then again, two months, which is why I took the two month break. Cause I got doxxed again. This one voice actor, the one that I paid the compliment to, I thought we were friends, had no issues with him. He went on. To uh publicly, publicly smear me and smear me to the point where I probably can't interview any more voice actors. And he made up a lot of shit until here's another thing about me. I keep receipts. Yes. So he canceled me, yes. And then I counter canceled him by having screenshots of our conversation. So it's like Boom. There it is, and it it fucked him over. So it's like it's is, is, it's a crazy voice act. Yeah, the voice acting industry is crazy. Uh, being canceled, I, I remember you made a tweet about this cancellation. Bad. It. I, th- I feel like it serves its purpose in some instances. But I feel like there's times when folks get just caught in crossfire, and like I got caught. I, I've caught up in that. I had no, my name is Bennett. I ain't nowhere up in it. <laughs> and I'm caught up in it, right? So it's it, it was crazy. It was it was really crazy. Um, and the deal was trying to cost. So he was trying to cost me my sponsors. For sponsors, I thank y'all for seeking out with me. Um, just because I interviewed. That one voice actor, that they—I guess—they decided they were going to cancel him and, and be outraged, but because he won, and I associated with him. My thing is, my job is—I'm an interviewer, so it's like I got no stake in none of it. But yeah, so geez,
1: that was a lot. Oh, now, yeah. when it pertains to the cancel culture, I'm actually going to have an episode about it because I actually don't think the cancel culture exists.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: In my opinion, I just feel like it's just a. I feel like it actually increases that person's notoriety because what you're doing is you're holding that person up in a pedestal and saying that that person needs to be irrelevant. What you're doing is increasing the audience. So now you're having individuals saying, oh, I've never heard about him. So why is he being canceled? Oh, he said this? Oh, it wasn't that bad. Or, oh, I don't like him. So let me see what he's going to say next. Let me see what he's next. So then you actually get those hate support and also those people where it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. So I think that cancel culture is invalid in my opinion. I just think it's a fictitious thing. I feel like it's a weapon in which people who who basically live in social media use. I Mm -hmm. feel like Twitter's definitely kind of gotten people to this power hungry situation where it's like cancel this person everybody ah. and then like five days later we don't remember what happened yeah and then even though the person lost a few sponsorships the person got another sponsorship off of it and it's like you don't even remember what happened
0: yeah cause I got one cause of it yeah <laughs> No, okay. So now that you mention it like that, that makes a lot of sense because I did get a lot of people that, yeah, they were with, oh, rah, rah, cancel them, cancel them. And then when they saw what was going on, they were like, wait, he didn't actually do anything to you. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh, that makes sense. I, I never looked at it that way. I Thank you for that. That's, that's, that's a really good perspective.
1: But no, it's absolutely true. Because as soon as you began saying that you were canceled, I was like, what did you do to get canceled? And then you explained it to me. And I was like, that was no reason to be canceled. It just sounded like a lot of people who were probably in heat that just wanted some anger. and And then they were wrong. And then the person, instead of them trying to back you up, they just wanted to join that group. So it seems as if like, yeah, you know, I don't have anything to deal with him, but kind of forgive me, too, since we're part of the same community, mm-hmm. and then go after you. Because it's yeah. easier to go against someone who's not part of the community than some people in the community. Yeah.
0: And yeah. yeah. it's yeah. And The entertainment industry is just crazy. It, it's one of the things like, I don't know, and, and I'm not sure what your opinion of this is, but I don't know why people go to celebrities for to, to be informed on things. A lot of these celebrities who don't even give a damn about stuff until they need to, to say something like it's crazy. It
1: I don't listen to them at all. I am shocked that people in the same age, age range as me kind mm-hmm. of like give them credibility. They're just people with more public attention. Yeah. These people are very misinformed. A lot of times when they say things it's based off of it being trendy or something that's going to benefit their product mm-hmm. so therefore for me to listen to them is a disservice to my mentality because due to the fact that i'm willing to know certain things when i hear them speak i'm just like the fuck you talking about <laughs> and it's just like i know you wear wearing gucci but the fuck are you talking about as you wearing gucci And then it's like when I say stuff, people. When I state say stuff like that, people are like, "Oh my god, you're such a hater, Vivi." You know, you're not bad like her. And I'm like, I guess not. So I just go about my way.
0: Oh God. Okay. So, what are your thoughts on the companies? Um, So this this is interesting thing because I saw a lot of companies with the let's say like the whole George Floyd situation. So. Which was a travesty that that happened, but you saw those companies that did the same thing—the black background with the font, like all same, like they all read from the same fucking book. Mm-hmm. And then you had the companies coming out saying we want to uplift black voices, and like for a whole week they they were all talking about that. Then when the that weekend ended, okay, we we back to business as usual. It was crazy. It was crazy seeing that.
1: Now, I'm thinking about it from two sides. Okay. Now, as a black person, I'm just kind of like, oh, they didn't continue it. They didn't keep that energy. As a marketer, I realized that there's a certain timeline for everything. Mm-hmm. You can't push the same thing all the time. There's an expiration date, even at times of tragedy. So, therefore, mm-hmm. by them doing that, it sounds right because it's, it's almost a season. Unfortunately, I wish it was like that with police brutality, but unfortunately it's not. Once this um, Jacob Blake situation rises up, you may see it again. Uh But when it pertains to companies and specifically in America, I just think that there's some work inequality and there's lack of diversity in corporations. Uh So I feel like if companies really want to show some strength, they should also probably go directly to the cops as well. But I feel like everyone's doing this thing where it's like, yeah, we got discounts for black lives, Matter and stuff. And I'm like, nah, go to the law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't sell it to them. Don't sell them any products now because it's not to say that it's all of them, but I'm saying that it's enough to the point it's being a problem. Yeah. And the thing is no one should be comfortable about this. I don't know how it is when people say that, Oh, you know, it doesn't happen to everyone, bro. When something happens to Middle Eastern people, it creeps me out. When they get discriminated against, when people want to rip hijabs, when they want to tag people, when people of Asian descent in New York City are getting beaten because people are teasing them pertaining to the COVID-19, that affects Mm -hmm. me. So I'm like, how the hell that doesn't affect you when a black person gets shot, even though they didn't do anything to the cops? You got me fucked up. So yeah, no, when it pertains to marketing, I don't really care about that general stuff. I'm like, Hard hitters like Ben and Jerry's. Oh, they do good things. They give um, individuals who are incarcerated opportunities to work with benefits. And they specifically go towards people who are disadvantaged individuals. So like companies like that, I'm like, hell yeah. And they also were protesting and they donated Uh money. Uh But the thing is, I feel like you can't really fix it unless you go directly to them. I I hate to say it, but I feel like some reciprocity has to start with certain people because they're too comfortable doing that. You would think that these type of individuals with all these things happening would just kind of be like, okay, we'll get the taser. We'll get the baton. We'll put put our whole body. I forgot what they call that. It's not the shoulder thing, but it's basically where they put their whole body on top of you. Mm -hmm. You got four cops. How can you not control one person? And I use this comparison with my mom. She's a nurse. I've seen her handle people bigger than her well, than cops.
0: So we got another thing in common.
1: Exactly.
0: Something my mom's a like nurse too. It.
1: Right. <laughs> and I've seen her go through like you know people that have like manic situations, and my mm-hmm. mom's just literally just do what she gotta do, grab them of people with seizures, and apply pressure. Uh And it's good. So I'm like, how are you telling me four people can't control one person? Oh, I hate to say it. He was going into that car. i am be honest with you. Shoot them tires off. And if he ain't gonna stop, then fine. But there's no reason for you to pull that gun on on that man. That makes no sense, especially when he's turning around in four cops.
0: My thing is like, why are they so trigger happy?
1: They're trigger happy because they have power. I'm telling you, as someone who went to a PWI, I've seen Mm -hmm. people where I was just like, oh, they're going to get it. And they didn't get it. And I'm like, the person's cursing at the cops. And these are the cops. Man, Mm -hmm. come on. You're doing too much. A black person? As the black person is talking to them, this is them. They're ready for it. And hence the person's trying to explain something in which they were justified. They have their hands on it. And I'm just like, with all the weapons you guys have, why do you keep going to this? I have this. Even if something happens to me, this is not going to be the first thing I'm going to use. Because this is the most severe thing. I'm going to use a pepper spray. I may scream and stuff. This is my last resort. So I don't understand what cops why the most critical thing on them is the first thing.
0: At least you can have that out there. We we can't even have that here in Hawaii. Don't don't, don't snitch.
1: Don't snitch. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly.
0: Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, No. Because I was dealing with um so much harassment to the point where I was actually in a situation where I was about to use my pepper spray and that baby didn't. It didn't stop that person. Mm -hmm. And then especially when you're dealing with people who are drunk or um. Are using drugs, pepper spray to just switch it. And then, so yeah. this one, as soon as you click, allegedly, I'm in New York, Um, you go to the bottom, it's this loud, like almost like this crazy whistle that'll make your yeah. head hurt. And then the last is that one. Yeah. So, due to the fact, as soon as I pull this out and someone hears that sound, it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. And stuff, yeah. But it's gotten to that point, unfortunately, as a woman, where it's like, instead of me saying no to a guy, it's like, no, stop playing, grab my arm and stuff. And it's just like, OK, now I got to stun you. But that's not my first thing. It's my last thing.
0: OK, well, why? I can't even answer this, but why do fellas feel comfortable even doing that?
1: I think it's people who lack affection, lack discipline. I find Mm -hmm. that in certain families, they don't teach their son's discipline. It's kind of like, just don't bring anyone pregnant in the house and work. Just those two simple things, opposed to men being taught, like, listen, when a woman says that she's not into you, that should turn you off. Or at least I would hope. Mm -hmm. But there are people where it's like it's some weird psychology or they think that by me saying no means yes, because they've dealt with past individuals like that. So I'm like, and I can say that's why I've been like leaning towards not really being so responsive on my DMS because Mm -hmm. I realized that when I was really responsive, I used to get more harassment where it was like, okay, I won't marry you. And it's just like, no, I want you to marry me. And I'm just like, okay, I thought you were playing, but this is like some weird stuff. So now I got to block you. It's unfortunate, but that's why I have my Stunny.
0: Uh, it's got a nickname. Stunny.
1: Yeah, it's my Stunny.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, no, because I, I, um, I don't know. I even, even folks, well, okay, we're, we're roughly in the same age range, so. Yes. Um, now, I see a lot of dudes that just, they think the minute a woman gives them attention, like high looks at them, they think, oh, she's in love with me or she likes me. And I'm like, no, no, that don't. That, it's weird. It's, it's one of the things like I used to do uh, when I was younger was I was just always the friend. Like, of course, that's not saying like I got put in a friend zone. Like I'm not saying that, but I was just, I'm the cool guy. I'm just going to be friends. I'm not trying to, because you don't want to misread and put yourself in like a, a bad situation. So I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to be friendly with everyone. And then if something happens, it happens. Right. Um, a lot of folks, a lot of dudes don't seem to get that. They're, they're over here like, no, I'm just going to be super aggressive. I'm like, yo, that can be a hell of a turnoff. And I've noticed, like, it's so weird now. Like, you have dudes that are either hyper aggressive, and like you said, they think no means yes. And you got the dudes that, for lack of a better term, are incredibly beta and it's like you ain't got a shot in hell even if you tried so it's like it's weird seeing like the dynamic of of how guys approach women it like it's, crazy. it's
1: it is crazy and i feel like that's going to be a topic that i may just have within each season because i feel like it's ongoing mm-hmm. like i may just have a separate episode pertaining to like my direct message experience and probably invite someone who's older or a little bit younger about this because it is just disgusting. I mean, like today someone said that I should go to Nigeria and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Nigeria. And they're like, yeah, maybe I can help you. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'll invite someone from America who's Nigerian to Nigeria. The person contacted me was like, how come you don't want me to go with you? And I'm like, I don't know you. And he's like, well, you can get to know me. We can date. And I was like, That's why I don't want to be with you because your whole motivation is you wanting to date me. And he was like, Oh, all right, forget it. I don't want to discuss this issue. And I'm just like, wait, so do I'm just, you understand? Like (laughs) the type of DM messages that I receive, it's just ridiculous. And this is why I can't really talk about things pertaining to my location my real name and things like that, because even though I'm in the beginning stage of getting known, I've had individuals say that, oh, I saw this in your picture. So you're there. I think I saw you and stuff like that. And I was like, I wasn't there in two Are you weeks. serious? Did ass? Yeah. I had people that um, before the pandemic and when my office was open, I would take um, LIRR, which is a railroad, and some of them would look at the times. So they would be like, oh, I took the 401. I took this and that and that. Did you go there? And, you know, me being a slowpoke, I usually delay my pictures. So I never mm-hmm. take the um, – I never post the pictures the same day I take it. It's always, like, weeks after or something like that. And I was like, oh, no, I, I haven't been there. And they're just like, oh, I was in there, and I'm just like – what? This is scary. (laughs) Because it's not coming from someone where it's just like, oh no, it's pleasant. It's like, I don't want to meet you in person. It's fortunate. But I feel like that's what women have to go through. And it was funny because I was telling people, I'm like, yo, my ass is not even that fat. Why are people going crazy for me? (laughs) I mean, if I'm going through this and I got the Amazon you know, one day expedited shipping, then what a bigger woman doing, man? Crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> but um I would like to say this. There are men who just get it though. And I I I hate them for that because they confront me and I'm just like, I want your D. And they're like, I don't, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm like, of course you're not. Of course you're not, son of a bitch. But I've I've met some amazing spirits where I'm like, oh yeah, you, you can definitely get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I, I'm
0: over here like, can I just shut up and just let you talk? Can you take over this show? <laughs> like yo, what I wanna I know. And I'm like, yo, I want to know what, like, what else, like, yo, what, what's going on in the life of Vivi? What's, like, who are all these people sliding in your DMs?
1: Too many. On, oh, no. and they're too, and they're too confident. Way too confident. I can say that that's a disadvantage of being nice online, is that people think like, oh, she's nice enough to want. Hold on. She's Uh nice enough to want my dick or something like that. So I'll get the guys where it's like, as I post like a little cute picture, they're just like, I wonder how you are in bed. And I'm like, I'm sucking a popsicle in the morning. And they're just like, I want you to take my popsicle. And I'm just like, why are you taking things so sexual?
0: So, okay. So, but let's let's dissect that psychologically. Are we sure they're confident, or they're just trying to project confidence to feed their insecurity and narcissism?
1: I think that they're trying to portray themselves. It kind of reminds me of like the animalistic nature of trying to make yourself as big as possible to intimidate the opponent or um, a person that you're really into. I think that's what they're doing. Because I, in the beginning stage, you know, would give numbers or FaceTime people within, like, you know, a Google number to contact them. And then they're very different. I would definitely speak to them. And it would just be a, hey, how how, how are you doing? And I'm just like, wow, you told me that you would eat my groceries and you can't even finish a sentence? Ah. It's Interesting. And it's like after that, hi, how are you doing and stuff? They're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm about to take a shower without me. And I'm like, wow, you sound, you actually sound better when you were sexually threatening me than on FaceTime. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
1: shit. Yeah. Oh. So just for people who don't know this, I do not take my Twitter seriously at all. So if you contact me it's just all games because I've just realized that there are people that go to Twitter for like those type of things and then some of them are like taken and stuff like that they are already in relationships or they're married and they don't show it so I'm very lighthearted when it pertains to Twitter.
0: And the other thing too is you got to you have to protect yourself and have a sense of anonymity because I mean Based off of the stuff you've been saying here, I'm like, yo, you got. I mean, I thought I had it bad in some aspects. I have some females sliding in my DMs, like,
1: oh, I want to send you a picture, of something. I'm like, okay. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> what, Mikhail, what did what did she do with the game controller? Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, let me turn on the vibration
0: function. Uh, yeah. Um I had this one girl, this one white girl that was uh um that's that's just say she 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 was looking for her thirst to be quenched and I was over here like I don't even know you like that and you on the other side of the country. I'm in Hawaii, you're in Florida. She's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to go to Texas though for a convention, so I hope you're there so we can hook up." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we could, you know, I, I'll say what's up, you know." She's like, "No, no, 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 no." She said, "Where are you going to stay if you go to this convention?" Oh, "I'm probably going to stay not where you are. I'm going to stay somewhere." <laughs> I've had yeah, I have had some um some, some interesting DMs. I was like, "Oh, that that uh, yeah, you you got a body." Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you throw it out that quickly, and I think it's the same for maybe women think the same way for when it comes to guys, but I feel like if you're showing me everything, there's nothing left to the imagination.
1: Yeah. Right. If it's the first time, like the mm-hmm. first few times and you're showing me, yeah. But it's like if we start speaking for like months yeah. and stuff, yeah, nah. You can yeah, you can not, not you, but just in general. You know, if I'm speaking <laughs> to someone, I, I just don't want to be me too, yo. I'm just trying to be careful. Like, I don't want people me to take that <laughs> one section where I'm like, yeah, you too. And they just be like, you see that? Yeah. See, that day, VV yeah. said something. And then you could be like, you know, I'm very vulnerable to this and just fuck my whole shit up. They're going to take my $10 and go.
0: Yo, you hilarious as fuck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love it. No, but it's it's, it's so crazy. Like the okay, so like the whole Me Too thing has I feel like it it kind of swings both ways in a way because like you see it, yeah, there's some fucked up folks that needed to get called out. And right. then you got it to where folks are like, yo, I didn't like I didn't like the dick I got. I didn't like this, this and this. And then boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, me too. It, it's, it's, I'm over here like that's why, like, to me, I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just in myself.
1: <laughs> there are some valid stories in the Me Too movement. Yeah. But what I've realized is that when it pertains to the Me Too movement with white people, there's mm-hmm. a, do it again, it's kind of like a refresh button for them. Because even though they're guilty, it's just like, guilty, but new movie on Lifetime. When it pertains to Black people, on the other hand, once they're Me Too, it's all over for them. Mm -hmm. So when that pertains to the Me Too movement, I'm a little bit meh on it. Because the thing is, if you're sitting here telling me that something happened to this woman like 40, 50 years ago, and there's no evidence... There's no picture, no documentation. You're just believing her words and everyone keeps on talking about 50, 60 years. You got to put a question mark and just say that. Why are all these people coming within the same time? Then this is when you you think about the secret agenda. And this is when I um, become a person that believes in like conspiracy because I'm just like, come on, I would understand if there was like one, two, three people, but you're telling me that all these people come within a certain time in the 70s and the 80s have no evidence and they're saying the same exact story and everyone's crying and stuff and I'm just like nah. Y'all came on the right schedule and then you have the other person that accused you say that you do something again and it's just like when it pertains to black people man, specifically black successful men, I can say that's the part where I'm scared of because if you don't go the way where the media heads want you to go, oh, they're going to destroy you. Literally all them fun times and the parties that you had, oh, they're going to make sure that those same women go against you. So I do believe the Me Too movement, but I do believe that there are women and men who use it as an instrument. Just the same thing when it pertains to rape. There are people who are valid, but there are people who will use it to destroy your person because they didn't get their way. And we saw that with the Brian Banks situation, Uh like going through all of that for him to lose his scholarship and just for her to say, Oh no, he didn't. We just kissed. And he was in jail for how many years? And he had to start his life. I mean, fortunately he was able to go to the NFL and do things, but just imagine the trauma of having someone say something that they have something against you and you are saying no, but everyone's saying like, yeah. And then she's just saying like, and she got money off of it. Hundreds and thousands of money. And then, yeah, no, no jail, no nothing. Yes. I definitely do think about two sides of it. No,
0: There needs to be repercussions for that.
1: I absolutely agree. And it's
0: a shame that they're, There isn't. And I don't, I don't understand why there isn't. I I haven't.
1: I I don't know either. I just think. They probably make a lot of more money with Mm -hmm. men. I don't know. I just feel like that's a section where it's common sense and it's unfortunate. But whenever I speak to someone when it pertains to politics or government issues or justice issues, I'm like, it makes too much sense Mm -hmm. for it to happen. yeah. That's how the justice system is. If it makes too much sense, just as that Casey Anthony situation that I was reading upon, and I'm just like, damn, they had everything that said that she did it, but she was not guilty. And it was, it is what it is. But then you have people such as that woman who shot a warning shot intentionally on her ceiling because she was going through a domestic violence issue, be sentenced to 20 years in jail. So yeah, I, I don't know when it pertains to the justice system and if women who do that, women or men will ever get what they get. But I believe in karma though.
0: Oh, karma is real. Karma is very real. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh
1: Dang, we ended real deep and dark. Ooh. Ooh. You gonna keep this? I'm gonna keep it. We <laughs> like want order shit. SVU. I don't like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let let's 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 uh <laughs> let let's, let's switch up then. We'll, we'll 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 go with another area. Okay, yeah. so so you're allegedly allegedly. I'm just gonna say you're allegedly on the East Coast. You could be on the West Coast.
1: Oh man, I was about to break my bat. I was like, who snitched? <laughs> 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 allegedly white. <laughs>
0: Okay. So, so allegedly, you on the East Coast. How has the pandemic affect, like, in the sense of affected not only you for work, but like podcasting and everything else, and just life in general? Because it, it's, it's. I didn't think this is gonna go this long or right. get this bad.
1: It feels like, I mean, like, in the beginning stage, it felt like, okay, whatever. But towards the middle of it, I was just like, oh, no, this is a nightmare. This is something that you see on probably Rick and Morty or one of those Uh animated shows where it's like a lock-in where people don't know or those sci-fi shows. Now it's kind of like a, okay, milk this, Uh okay? You don't have a manager right behind you. You don't have to time your um, lunch breaks uh-huh. and stuff. You can literally just wake up, turn around, and clock in. I'm definitely valuing it. this. Now, as for my office, my office has still been closed since February. They have not been opening it. Now, due to the fact of you know the New York State government being so organized, um, I'm temporarily <laughs> assigned to another division helping them out. So there's that. So there's that two paychecks. So I'm kind of like, I really had to look at things from the outside looking in. And I was like, okay, I hate what's going on, but look at this benefit. This may be the most money that you're making.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So suck it up, get those two checks. And you know what? While you're at it, start writing for the podcast, start advertising, getting on TikTok, like really just hit the notes. So it does not feel like you took this for granted. Because I feel like there are a lot of people taking this for granted. Like, man, I've lost weight. I work out every morning. Like, I've been eating healthy because I have no excuse to order from the food truck or whatever from work. It's like, let's get it. I'm thinking about housing, researching housing, increase my credit score. It's all good. Now, as for the environment of New York City, it's definitely changed. It's not busy at all. It kind of gives off this eerie feeling. Mm -hmm. Because with the buildings in New York City, a lot of times there's like several different buildings within stores. So you'll have like a mall and stuff. Majority of those areas are closed. Mm -hmm. So it's just like this staleness and stuff. But I'm actually happy about it. And I'm actually looking forward to winter because I feel like due to the fact that it opened, I think probably July, they basically Mm -hmm. opened everything in New York City. People have been getting a little bit wild and antsy and with the unemployment situation, I think the winter is due for New York City because everybody needs to get their ass back in you know, with that second situation. We don't know how bad that's going to be and we just Mm -hmm. need to chill.
0: What do you, okay, as far as, to touch on the unemployment, because, in my opinion, I feel like a lot of people are going to be fucked once that's gone, and I think at this point, a lot of people are running out of their unemployment, and, you know, I've had folks tell me, like, oh, Mikhail, you know, how are you doing with yourself? I'm like, yeah, as far as metrics? You know, I ain't selling as much merch. I ain't got as many people subbed on Twitch or YouTube as I had before, so it's a little tight. They're like, oh, just go get a job. I'm like, you I'm keep doing what I'm doing right now because most most jobs you can't even keep it. And I'm around this, I'm doing a roundabout way to get into the unemployment thing. But um, like we're about to have this. Shutdown, this two week shutdown, which is starting Thursday. So, people who just got jobs, who just got back to work, that you know, we just came out of a shutdown now, we're going right back into it. And people who have unemployment I know a lot of folks that have just gotten their unemployment, plus that was it the 600 that was thrown on, and then the PUA, yeah, and then they're supposed to do like another 400 or something. A lot of them folks are about to hit the end of it. And my thoughts on them is what's next? Because once that's up, that's up. I mean, I know there's like a 13 week emergency, but then even that, what's next? And and it it's it's scary to think a lot of people are not realizing that this is the time to grind.
1: Right. And this is also the time to save. I don't understand when I'm not hearing people to save. You know, I try to give those hints to individuals on the phone where I'm just like, listen, you at home, just just save a little bit. Check that federal and state withholding. okay? so you can get taxed now and not get taxed later because I've had. I I probably can't speak about this pertaining to the, um, you know, the contract, but I'll just speak in general terms that there are people that think about the money as like the lottery. Uh So instead of them saying like, "Okay, I'm getting this, let me see if I can, you know, take a little bit and stuff oh, they're buying new televisions, they're buying new outfits, you know, they're showing it on social media and stuff. And it concerns me because I'm just like, you don't understand that the reason why they're giving you a lot is because people never think about later. Uh-huh. So here you are, you're getting all that money, but then you forget about federal and state taxes and those type of things, maybe when it pertains to New York State, oh, they're going to get you. It's to the point where, I don't even look at my um, checks anymore. Because you get the Medicare, you get the Social Security, you get Mm -hmm. the Fed, you get the state. Oh, you're so over it by the time you look at it. Now, with the PUA, I feel like with the PUA, people should definitely save. Just see if you can save or see if you can just invest in a suit and tie and just do what you have to do because it is frightening when I see some of these finances and seeing how much people are making more than me, and then just mm-hmm. hearing that they have zero. And I'm just like, I'm on my tippy toes and I'm technically in two jobs. And I'm just kind of like, okay, girl, let's just save this. You don't need um seven up, you know, we are gonna do Mountain Dew. I know it hurts, but let's do Mountain Dew. <laughs> because shit may change. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm going on this two um, day thing where it's like, I'm not having meat. Listen, just in case I'll just practice it (laughs) because I got Omaha money, man, but that Omaha is breaking my bank because I can't go to the groceries anymore because I'm working. Mm -hmm. So I just hope that everyone's looking at it. And if you fall for um, unemployment, just advise people, just always think about saving money, even if it's 20 to 50 dollars just save it yeah and then make sure it's in an interest accrued savings because even though the apy is low i found that out yesterday and almost had a heart attack like from 2.8 to Mm 0.05 i was like god damn go in interest accrued
2: okay
1: don't only don't even think about the money now think about the money later okay yeah. Okay. And make sure you milk all those government programs, workforce development initiatives, apprenticeships, union workers. Definitely. I feel like people should kind of be beaten on the doors with government programs because don't think about the bars and stuff like that. Think about unions and constructions, things where as soon as we open up, they're going to need people like this immediately.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yep. But it's it's hard because there's emotions towards this you know you can't really tell someone how to act while they're in a situation of distress because I thought I was gonna be fine like the first two months oh I was just like yo whatever whatever by the time it was May I was holding on like I was just like who am I-,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I it was like certain things I was doing because everything started to become repetitive. Where it was like, even when I tried to do something different, it was the same. And I was just like, I feel like I'm a Barbie doll in a house in which as I'm doing stuff, it's like, I have nothing but to do this. <laughs> so it was like, oh, no. Oh, no. The cabin fever was real. So I can't blame anyone. Yeah.
2: It,
0: I I definitely, I rarely leave my house. Um And it's crazy because I have a view. Like, if you go, so I have a five bedroom house, and the view you single anyway.
1: Hey, Miguel,
2: Miguel, I can cook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, 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 uh so I've got the view of diamond head and I've got Waikiki. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at the beach and I'm over here. Like I can't like, I see people go to like people here in Hawaii. Just they don't give a fuck. They think, and it's crazy to even to right now, people here think that the situation is a mainland issue. They're not realizing it's a global Issue, and we're rising to be the fastest growing in the nation right now of catching or, or of it spreading because people here continue, yeah, people in Hawaii continue to party, take to go to the beach, to do this, to do that because they don't care, they don't care. There's, um bucket most people in hawaii are, are not very educated and it's because it's multi-layered um they hate education they hate anything that's not local right so they kind of live in this bubble and it's just making it worse so my neighbors below like well not below behind my house And to the left of my house, uh, every night partying, every night. And I'm over here, like, they've got, like, 17, 18 people having just thrown house parties. And it's like, I was listening to to a conversation because they had a party yesterday, well, yeah, yesterday. And one of the people was like, yeah, I just flew in. And where did they fly in from? They flew in from cali they're like yeah i just came from la and you know i'm glad to be here i can party i can be at the beach i can do this and one person was like oh you doing the the mandatory 14 thing and they're like no i don't have to do that that's why it's getting worse here stuff like that and yeah like for me i just don't leave the house so and i, I and if i do leave it's to get groceries even right. then i'm over here like don't come near me don't touch me
1: <laughs> exactly
0: you stay over here then you see people that wear a mask and they'll have you ever noticed that people wear it like this or like i've that?
1: seen people do that i don't get it but i'm so zoned out when i go out the only time i go out is for working out but i'm like really zoned because in general new york city it just has a lot of character Mm -hmm. So with this, I know people's character probably increased. So I'm definitely that type of person where it's like I have my music blasting and I'm just... So it's like you can try to speak to me and it's like, bro, whatever. I remember I was like walking and someone was like critiquing me like, oh, how come you don't have your mask on? What I wanted to say is motherfucker, I'm running. So how the hell would what I have get to you? But then I was like, let me just pass it and let me just play my next song. Because the thing is, yeah, I wear a mask, but the reality is when you're working out, bro, and that hot it air does. and stuff, it, it don't work. So my rule is as I work out, I'll literally put myself in the corner. I'll do my workout. I'll run. Once I'm done, I put it on. But the thing is, I'm not going to sit over here, sweat, breathing, all that stuff. Nah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My breath don't stink. But it's that all that heat and stuff, it's like yeah. I get dizzy. I <laughs> you know, it's just like... <laughs> It's like I'm heating up like a microwave. But, yeah, I just feel like it's just such a tense moment for everyone. Mm
2: -hmm. And I
1: say that that's why I'm so happy that winter is coming for the East Coast, because I feel like everyone, you know, they're going outside. They want to normalize everything.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: There are people where they're dealing with unemployment, so they feel like a need to kind of like prove themselves by like yeah i'm gonna go out i'm gonna have fun yolo and you know the teenagers and the school kids so i feel like the winter would kind of like tone people down to be like okay family (laughs) and then by the time it's spring it's like okay you guys learned your lesson now okay good
0: yeah i was gonna say can we can we get some of that snow that y'all get over there because uh we only have three temperatures in hawaii hot hot air and then goddamn it's too hot
1: you know, at first I always wanted to, like, live in a hot place. But then I realized, I was like, yo, y'all guys go through some shit that we don't go through. Like, Category 5 hurricanes, earthquakes. Yeah, now nah, we just only deal with snow. The worst we would probably get is, like, some black eyes. And you know, with some black eyes. If you just have, like, a Corolla like me, you just skate. Just make sure you hold on to the wheel and just skate to the left. And you'll be fine. But y'all, houses breaking in half, you know, what is that? Hercules coming out the sky, you know, shaking the building and cracking stuff. You guys are like, oh, it wasn't that bad. yeah, no nah, we we don't deal with that at
0: least at least um you're not in a situation. you know there's on the big island, there because we got the one active volcano. There are people that there's like whole communities around the active volcano for the life of me. I don't fucking get it. I get it. I don't get it. I get it. Right. Cause it's like, it's dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. I don't get it because that volcano is active multiple times a year. And that lava. It's, <laughs> it's
1: crazy. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. Even with the wind that we experienced, I think it was like two weeks ago where we just had like a little draft or something, trees were falling. And the thing is with New York City, we have like houses that are like really close together. Mm. So it's like the weather that you guys deal with, it's like to us that would be destruction. So I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> <keep the> no. <snow." laughs> I, I, you know, like, listen, I'm at the point where there's times where I'll just pop my AC on and just get mm-hmm. like the house like really, really cold and turn it off, and then just wrap myself in some sheets, and I feel comfortable like that. Okay. Yeah, and y'all guys got, got like, mosquitoes and shit. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I'm good with that.
0: Yeah, we got mosquitoes. We got big-ass uh, cent. Well, yeah, we got centipedes, huge centipedes here. But, like, where I'm from, like, I'm originally from Western Samoa, so we got centipedes, like,
1: Wait. You're Samoan
0: <laughs> Many the Samoan, Hawaiian, Tongan, Black, Dominican, and Cherokee, I believe. Yeah.
1: Use the ancestry DNA, thingy Mochi.
0: No, it's just what I I know from my family. So on my Samoan side, uh, I'm from a chieftain family. Uh-huh. So we uh which is why I think that's kind of one of the reasons. Like my Samoan side is kind of mad at my mom because, and, and my mom's mom because the whole mixing with Tongans. So Samoans and Tongans don't like each other. Basically, okay. Samoans and Tongans used to be one people, but well, one people. Eventually, I think one one family enslaved another, and then war, and they left. The Samoans left. And went and inhabited Samoa. So, there's that's how that came to be. Uh, So, there's still a beef hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years later, still a beef between Samoans and Tongans. And then Hawaiians just don't like anyone, even though they're like, oh, aloha. Yeah, it's bullshit. Uh, There's two types of aloha there's that commercial Lilo and Stitch one, which you have people say aloha all the time, and they don't mean that shit. And there's actually Aloha is in the welcoming spirit and very few people here actually have it. Um, but yes, I am um, I'm originally from Samoa. I was born and raised up until I was like seven. And then uh, my dad is actually from Memphis, Tennessee. So I moved to Samoa when I was seven and a half. And that's when I had to learn English. And that was that was interesting. It's very interesting.
1: This is so, so fascinating. <laughs> I would so have never known.
0: Uh, you, you'll hear the, like, so my English is very southern leaning. I have a toying. Yeah. Um, it used to be bad. Like, I, it used to be really bad. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you learned something new.
1: <laughs> that makes so much sense because I thought you were like a southerner who moved to Hawaii.
2: Well, uh,
0: technically, I guess you could say I am.
1: Oh,
2: okay.
0: I guess you could say. And then, That's yeah, cool. people here are like, oh, well, you're you're a mainlander. And then I start speaking uh, Pidgin, which is our broken English out here in Hawaii. And they're like, oh, you're local. I don't know. I'm ambiguous. I am the rock.
1: Yeah, no, yeah no, definitely. <laughs> You're the definition of that because you can literally walk into Bronx and people be like, "You Dominican," and you be like, "Yeah." And it's like someone uh, like ask you, like, "Are you from Africa?" You can probably say, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> Asian. Yeah, yeah. You can get away with a lot. Even Trinidadian has people tell you, "Um, you look Trinidadian, Trini Guyanese."
0: Like that. Yeah, Yeah, I've gotten that.
1: That's cray cray. I'm wow. black.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so so. Um, I guess one of my last questions, because I don't know if you got anything. Is see, I'm over here. Yo, know, the sun was up. Now the sun's going down. I'm I'm looking at yeah, the isn't window that crazy? behind crazy? I know. It's like. What is it 739? There is 139 here. hmm So, yeah. So she's allegedly, allegedly on the East Coast. Um, so you got the new mic. I see it. It's the new hotness. So how much um or or what have you looked into? Like when you started investing into your podcast, like equipment wise, what were you looking to get? Like a certain quality, I hope that question makes sense. Yes, I'm exactly. translating from some more into English thinking, so yeah, hopefully that sounded right. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So, when it pertains to equipment that I wanted to purchase for my podcast, I was looking for quality ones and I was making sure that it was coming from companies in which it was not third party. Mm-hmm. I find that with like third party, you have to do the extra cost, and if something happens, then there's an issue. So, mm-hmm. I definitely was researching quality, history, personality. I didn't know how important a microphone has to deal with your personality. I thought I was able to get, a, purchase a nice mic and just like be like fine. But then that's when I learned the difference between dynamic, uh-huh. cardioid, all this stuff. And then people were asking me about my room. They're like, "How's my room set up?" And I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like testing with another mic and the sound was coming from another way so mm-hmm. these are things that I was focused on and due to the fact that the quarantine closed I was very mindful of me making sure that I have an indoor studio in my room because mm-hmm. I find that the studios, you know, that you go and rent, they scam us.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: You're paying you're paying a lot for things that You can do yourself just by the simple button of pressing and messing with the gain and taking the time. The only thing that you're really paying for is just the room and the Mm -hmm. screen. So once I realized that that was the benefit of the quarantine, I was like, okay, how can I make sure that I'm not putting myself in a situation where I'm investing into something that's going to be my debt because I'm Mm -hmm. saving more money by doing this. I would probably have to pay a hundred dollars per hour and then plus transportation, plus food to go to Brooklyn to do this. And then I would also have to pay extra for editing.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. That's so but she's Volta. Cool. <laughs> look, look, look how, look how nasty she is.
2: What? She's nasty. Is
0: it? The
1: baby's head.
0: Is it USB. Or XLR?
1: No, it's XLR. I've hit my right. No more USB.
0: Yeah, okay. So do you feel like once you've gone to XLR, you can't go back to USB? Like the sound is so different.
1: The sound is different. When I'm telling you how different it is, as I'm speaking, I'm always shocked when I hear my voice. The one with the Fafine one, if Mm -hmm. someone started clapping their hands outside... I would hear that person clap their hands outside and not hear myself. Damn. The audio is so weird and so inconsistent. It felt Mm -hmm. like I was like in the gym and it was just catching sounds. It was like something where it did priority sounds. So for example, Mm -hmm. if I'm talking and someone slams the door, it would catch the door slamming, but not my voice with this one. It concentrates everything. So mm-hmm. even though there can be background sounds, it doesn't come into the audio. And it's crisp, which I like, mm-hmm. and it's not too harsh.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you have any sound going on in the background. I don't hear anything but you.
1: Oh, yeah, man. There's been some, mm-hmm, It's a zoo going on. <laughs> people gossiping, people eating, people um reading Bible Psalms, all of that. <sighs> so I was definitely mindful about <laughs> that and purchasing a computer because I'm just like, listen, my mom may just break out in prayer at any time. (laughs)
0: Uh, So so, uh, before we go, is there anything, uh, any advice that you would give to people who uh, this is a two layer question. It's two questions in one. One, is there any advice you would give to people who are looking to get into podcasting? and the second layer of that question is i guess it's kind of a social question because we touched on this and i think this is very interesting but people who are bothered by things going on let's say here in the u.s should they just take solely to twitter and get outraged or should they get into their communities get you know be the be it be activation of change i know it's two questions it's two questions i know
1: so with the podcast questioning make sure before you start a podcast to have an ongoing theme Mm -hmm. i'm starting to see people just starting podcasts for this for the heck of it Mm -hmm. they have no understanding of what they want to do and it's a situation where they just have something recording within like 40 to 50 minutes and they just say, okay, post. People are not getting the idea of it. Secondly, I would say when it pertains to podcasting, think about the future. Mm
2: -hmm. I
1: find that due to the fact people are thinking about now, they get fixated on that. Okay, if I do one, I become viral and stuff like that. When I do my podcast, I not only think about it as a podcaster, I also think about it in my outside life. If a professional Mm -hmm. company is going to listen to me or if my employer just finds out my alias and goes here, would they actually be like, "Okay, would she still want to hire me or sponsors and stuff? So you have to be very careful about that, because if you're not mindful, it only takes that one person that does not like you. Mm -hmm. Or that one viral one to go to your employer and you're ruined. I mean, you see that with individuals. You can say something, you got a Subway hat or someone finds out you work at Subway and all of a sudden they say Subway does not represent these individuals. So always think when it pertains to podcasts, if you want it for business, act like it's for business. And if you want it to be a hobby, understand that you have to privatize everything.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like you have to remove yourself from that. Now. When it pertains to the quarantine situation, I, it's it's difficult. I would probably tell people, do what works for you. If you're craving potato chips, damn it, eat potato chips. If you wanna lose weight, lose weight. If you wanna you know, call your ex and do what you gotta do, do what you gotta do. I feel like it's just hard to be judgmental now because there are people that cope different ways I would just mm-hmm. say that always think about yourself for the future. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm working now because I know once this quarantine's over, oh, I'm getting me a boo. I'm getting me a Dr. Boo Boo to make sure I don't have to pay insurance for the COVID-19. So, you know, these are things I'm mindful of. And also therapy. Yeah. This is a great time to do therapy. This is a great time. And it's also like cheaper to do it um places that i know of you know telehealth also looking at certain directories and stuff yeah Uh just really is just a big self-care you have to understand i don't wear pants all the time because i'm just really relishing on this quarantine it's like i'm miserable but then i'm like free at the same time because once this thing opens it's going to be very hard for me to wear my professional uniform and say good morning to people and actually give a fuck about my manager.
0: Yeah, I have I don't not think, seen
1: her since I, February.
0: I, I don't think people realize that we're the, the idea of going back to what we used to have is that's, that's not happening.
1: And the fact that we're more productive at work and we're getting things done early, that should give the organization like a, Huh? That, that's very interesting. Instead of you guys doing it from nine to five, you guys getting things done for eight to one uh-huh. and you guys are just done and you guys don't need any supervisor level person on you. That should kind of give like a, whoa, maybe we should kind of give people the options or maybe we don't need a manager. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly.
0: Allegedly
1: because this could be the one this could be the one episode since you're bigger than me that they just like click post and someone's gonna be like I I think I know her it's like boom
0: (laughs) oh my god So, so I lied I got one final question for you
1: do it did
0: you have fun
1: I did. It was very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, no, I did. It was interesting because I was just like, I didn't know where it was going to go. Because I was just like, it may turn shady, and then it turned light, and then it got real dark. And then it got light again. And I was just like, oh, God. (laughs) I kept you on your toes. Yeah, I was like, dun, dun, dun.
0: Right? I mean, because, okay, so for those who didn't know, I had some things I probably wanted to say. Oh, actually, no, I did want to say them, but I, I chose not to, because, as she said, you gotta, especially with your outlets, you have to have a certain level of professionality If that's if this is your branding, your business, and uh, that can be safe for DMs and all air talk. <laughs> yeah, because. I, I just I, I have some things to say about a lot of stuff and i just i've learned you know what that doesn't need to be said at
1: least exactly yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah anything you want to leave the audience with before you go you want to tell them where they can find you and anything you, you tell them whatever you want the microphone is yours
1: you can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Alexa, Google, everywhere. You guys can find me everywhere. Support, like, subscribe, follow me on Twitter. And don't be afraid to comment. Yeah, are to you on, on Patreon it. too? No, 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 no. No, I'm not oh. on Patreon. Do it. I'm not on that. No, nah, i not want that yet.
0: Can do subscribe star i mean what
1: you're talking about is that a set subscribe
0: no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh i was i was like yeah you, you could do that so okay so subscribe star or coffee ko-fi, kofi like you could do either of those if you didn't want to do patreon uh it's the same thing it's just a, a different outlet. but i mean with with I mean, about to... I'm over here like, yo, you need you, to you be on this. Get, paid. Get I, paid.
1: I am, but I'm trying not to be the person where it's like, you got to pay me. I'm trying to grow it when it pertains to demographic and audience numbers. Mm-hmm. Have the sponsors. And then from there, because the thing is, I don't want to put myself in a situation where I just have too many outlets. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to moderate it. Or I'm expecting someone to pay for my Patreon where they can listen to half of the other things that went public. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to make Patreon special for individuals. You just can't expect people to go to your your Patreons. Like, what I want for my OnlyFans. If I had an OnlyFans, you know, I show you a picture of like some raw shrimp and you're like, what happens? And you click on it and it's like some cooked teriyaki shrimp with some coconut rice.
0: Well, how'd you know I had an OnlyFans?
1: You got OnlyFans? Oh my god, you're making a lot of money. No, I'm de- I'm I understand now, because at first when you talked about the podcast being your full career, I was like, how you get that five-bedroom house? He said OnlyFans, I got it. <laughs> he is doing some Samoa things with his accent. <laughs> I don't judge. You gotta pay them bills somehow.
0: Hey, you know, I, I just gotta, you know, show, show a little skin. Just, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't have OnlyFans. Th- that's been a, a a running joke with my community. They're over here like, we ain't gonna get one. Everybody else got OnlyFans. If people, I can't believe you got folks like selling bath water. I just, bath I'm not even. I'm not even mad at the person selling the bath water. I'm mad at the dumb motherfuckers buying the shit. That's so unhygienic.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I, I I just can't even fathom it. But people, shout outs to people OnlyFans because this was the perfect time for you to go mm-hmm. to OnlyFans and represent you. You guys are getting money, but like I said, save that goddamn money
2: mm-hmm.
1: because once things start opening up, people not gonna care about OnlyFans like how it used to be. Mm-mm.
0: But uh. But yeah, so I'll leave links to everything people y'all can find. Not perfect, just broke, which is a damn lie. She ain't broke. That's a lie. You can find it on all major outlets. Links will be in the description. Follow you saw her. that the
1: light come off, so I am broke. <laughs> you saw Con Edison shut my shit down in Mitchell. <clears throat>
0: oh my god okay i gotta have you back on the show i gotta have you back on <laughs> you, you know okay yeah i'm 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 gonna say this uh you know how many times i interview folks a lot of people have like dead ass like no energy and i'm over here like feeling like i'm just talking to i'm, I'm like yeah so uh so let's <laughs> talk about yourself. like i like i feel like that a lot of times like you you got that energy you know the vibe is good I'm like, hey, hey, I dig it. I dig it.
1: Natural crackhead. Thank you for that compliment.
0: I'm just saying my audience <laughs> is going, my audience, when this goes live, when they look at the video version, they're going to be like, yo, he got a fine woman on here. Yes, people, I did. And she's funny and she's got great energy and you need to stop the goddamn podcast right now and go sub to us and go listen to thank you So, uh but no for real though, I appreciate your energy that you know you, you brought here and, and just your humor like you're funny as hell you're smart like I the marketing background like I, I love it and it's 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 rare because there's so many people you just feel like you're pulling teeth trying to get them to talk and it's it's hard it's very hard so I appreciate you coming here it was a
2: pleasure
0: yeah, we got to do this again. And and with that being said, people, you can catch this episode of the podcast on all major podcast outlets. Uh, shit, let me read it. It's up here. <laughs> Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Pandora. And, and you guys, uh, you can support us on Patreon. Hey, 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 I'm going to tell you this. You do Patreon. And this is for you. If you do a bunch of episodes, people can get them early. That's a benefit you can give to them, especially if they love you stuff. They can get it because I do one episode a week. So people and I record in batches. So if people want to get access to stuff that's coming out in two weeks, three weeks, whatever. They, there you go. That's the benefit. Plus Patreon added this other thing to where if you got people that are in a certain tier, you can set it up to where after X amount of months, they'll get like a free shirt sent to them that Patreon will make themselves. You just slap your logo on it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's something to consider. Yeah.
0: So, with that being said, we sign out. I want to thank my lovely guest, Vivi, for coming on the show. This has been a blast. You got to do it again. Girl, we got to chop it up again. Let's do this again. Pleasure, and, and uh, with that being said, we catch you on the next one. Hey, did you enjoy this episode of the casting of a podcast? Well, I'm sure you did. And since you did, and you're wondering where else you can find it, you can find it on every podcasting outlet. Yes, it includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Launchpad DM by Podcast One and so much more and the only thing i ask of you is if you truly enjoyed it even if you didn't enjoy it please leave a rating and tell us what you thought of it what you like what you didn't like and everything in between and also, if you're looking for video formats of this podcast and many more, you'll be able to find them on YouTube.com slash Casanova as well as on Twitch.tv slash Casanova and new episodes every single Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, with that being said, this is Mikel Casanova, Hawaii's favorite YouTuber. I am signing out. You guys have a great one.